This is a variety show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff, maybe we'll learn something new, but it's always about hanging out, me and you. That Thing with James is recorded in front of an incorporeal studio audience. Hi, welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James. And if you hear children screaming in the background, worry not, it can't be helped. I am recording this episode Sunday, April 17th, 2022, Easter Sunday, currently at 1.31 p.m. Uh, hello, hi, how's it going? I must say I had a lot of fun recording last week's episode. If you didn't catch it, I really recommend checking it out after this episode. It's, uh, well... There's no easy way to put it. Nicolas Cage was a guest, in essence. And the idea that we are all part of the this sort of, um, oh, what is it? What's the word? No, primordial. We're all part of this primordial stew. We're all made of stardust scattered across the universe. In that sense, we are all one. So in that sense... Nicholas Cage was here through me. I was speaking for him. I was but a mere vessel for the idea of Nicholas Cage to communicate through. Or, for grammar Nazis, I was but a vessel through which the idea of Nicholas Cage did speak. That was last week's episode, but on this week's episode, I'm going to answer a question from a friend of the pod, fan of the show. But before we get into that, some quick business. If you didn't know, I record and release one new bonus episode every week. Yes, it's true. So if you want, if you like this and you want a little bit more uh, I think I just released bonus episode 40, so uh, by the time this episode's out, bonus 41 will be out. And you can access those at patreon.com slash that thing with James. It costs five bucks. It's only five bucks to get in the door, but that gets you way more than a Subway crappy sandwich or a burnt Starbucks coffee. No, man, it gets you extra that thing with James and the peace of mind of helping and uh, helping out, helping support this show and showing your appreciation for a an artist, an independent creator. Save a pigeon, feed an artist. <laughs> Patreon.com slash that thing with James plus Plus, your contributions help me keep this show going and help me, you know, make the show better, look better, sound better, be better. So once again, patreon.com slash that thing with James. You'll get a bonus episode every damn week and access to all the previously recorded and released bonus episodes. Another thing, another way you can help is by helping me harvest content for this show, the way the fan for this week's episode did. Uh, I'm looking for uh, ideas, just any any kind of idea, um, topics to talk about, articles 
videos, memes, pictures, whatever. You can send these things to me at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com and let me tell you, it is such a big help because this is a one-man show and I've got, you know, a couple day jobs and a handful of other projects going on. I never really have a, a day off, honestly. I was, I was thinking about it. I never really have a day off because I have a dream I have a dream. It's true. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do things to try to work toward manifesting that dream. Uh, like last night, I was up until two writing, well, editing something that I had written. And uh, why do I do this stuff? Is it determination or is it desperation? Well, folks, it's both. It just depends on how I feel that day or in that moment. But since I'm a one-man show here, uh, yeah, your help helps a lot. So help me harvest content if you feel so inclined. Email me your your stuff, your ideas, whatever. Email me at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. You can also post on my subreddit, r slash that thing with James. Let me tell you, I am a big fan of shit posts. I love shit posts. I love to chuckle. I love absurdity, meme culture. No cap. I do indeed like stuff on the webs. So you can post. You're, this is an open invitation. You can post as long as it's, uh, as long as you're not being a dick and as long as you're not violating. Uh, you know, regular content, terms of service stuff, uh, post on my subreddit, r slash that thing with James. Uh, let's see, one last bit of info. You can find me on social media, mainly Twitter, but I'm also on TikTok and Instagram. My handle on all three is at James J. Asher. Go check out my fire posting game there. Uh... Make your boy virile. I lust for your likes. <laughs> At James J. Asher. All of this information you can find in this episode's description. And while I have it on my mind, I have, if you didn't know, been making a sort of a, I, I guess if I were writing copy for a streaming service, I would call this a limited web series these things, like something like Band of Brothers or something, that used to be called a mini-series. Well, nowadays they just call it a limited series. Well, this is a limited web series, and I am just going into the final act. It's a, a psychological thriller, suspense, comedy, mostly a psychological comedy called After the Tone. Again, if you didn't know. And I just released, by the time this episode is out, uh, released part six of nine. There will be nine parts total. And then I'm going to put out like a tenth thing with a little, uh, little treat. I've got some twists in mind, friends. After the tone. If you haven't seen that, if you're curious about it, it's on my YouTube channel. Listeners, if you didn't know, I'm on YouTube. This show that you're listening to right now, That Thing with James, there's a whole video component to this show. So not only 
do you get to listen to my buttery smooth baritone voice, but you could also be looking at my pretty, pretty face while you're listening to it. Pervs, why are you not subscribed to my channel? Do it. Do it. In the words of fucking buff, Shia LaBeouf, Shia the Beef, do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I got. I'm going to take a quick sip of tea and then we'll jump in today into today's topic. Just a second. It's tea time. Tea time complete. Now, back to the show. In accordance with the help finding content request, the hunting for content, the quest for content, for the hunt of which I put out for people to take up arms and respond to the call. Yes, if you have been looking for a sign, this is it. Wake up, sheeple. Your boy is always on the hunt for content. And this call was answered by a friend of the pod and a personal friend of mine, Jaime. If you're hearing this, if you're seeing this, shouts out to you. You fucking rock. You're encouraging. You're a good dude. I love you, brother. Jaime asked a question for which I could use am to put on this showing. So do answer it. His question is, well, it wasn't really posed as a question, but more of a suggestion. Birds and rice. I don't remember verbatim what he said on my Facebook Messenger. I rarely check my Facebook Messenger. People keep <laughs> sending me Facebook messages, but for some reason, actually for good reason, uh, Facebook gives me deep anxiety. Uh, I don't feel good necessarily when I'm on it. I think part of that is because of my own doing, because, you know, I was bringing up politics, and I probably should not have been doing that on Facebook. Um, but for, say, like the past year, I have um, sort of inadvertent, well, I, I don't know, I don't, what's, what's the word, compulsively, whatever, I, I've been avoiding Facebook for the most part. So I may get your, your, I may read your DM like a month later, if that, uh, but I, maybe I'll get to it. I just have to slog through a lot of icky feelings in order to get to my DMs. But uh, yeah, Jaime said something about, uh, talk about rice and birds. And I think maybe he used the word weddings. I don't know. But I do know that in my mind palace, like Sherlock Holmes, there is stored an item. It is, it's actually a taxidermied finch. And this poor little guy has exploded because he ate rice at a wedding. Now, I feel like in my, in my experience, in my reality, it's pretty common knowledge that there's a sort of rumor or perhaps a belief that you are not supposed to throw rice at newlyweds at a wedding because birds will come around and eat the rice. And the rice will get into their belly. It'll go through their gullet, whatever. It'll get into their belly. The, there, 
the rice will expand. It'll absorb moisture and heat and cook and expand in the little bird's belly, thus causing the bird's belly to not only distend, but explode. So you have this beautiful ceremony where you exchange legal taxi, uh, uh, you know, for tax purposes and legal purposes, you exchange this vow of pure emotion just to make sure your taxes are right. And uh, you swear that you're going to spend the absolute rest of your life with one person. You're only going to be, well, I mean, that's not even a guarantee that you're going to be getting, you know, pounded down by the same person for the rest of your life. There's no guarantee that the pounding will continue. But ideally, you do lots of pounding. And, uh, you know, you've basically, you got, you got a legal contract saying you're not going to pound other people. That doesn't always happen. And it doesn't always last all of life. But vows are exchanged. Uh, for better or for worse, people swear themselves to each other, bind each other in eternal love under the eyes of the sky. And they have this beautiful ceremony traditionally and traditionally in a church, a Catholic church, if you're good. And there's people at your wedding and afterwards you've exchanged vows and you march between the pews and go down the aisle back out the doors of the the Catholic church because that's the only church. I was an altar boy, FYI. No, no touchies, thankfully. Although there was creep, one creepy priest, but I did not let him hug me. That dude had bad vibes for days. I never liked him. However, I digress. So the newlyweds march out, uh, out, of the, uh, out of the church, and all the parishioners or audience, whoever the fuck is around, gathers around and makes like a little column between which, like two, two columns, two lines, between which the newlyweds walk away from the church and the, the wedding attendees throw, classically, throw rice, usually white rice. They throw rice at the newlyweds. Why? I have no fucking idea. I didn't even think about it until right now. I should have looked this up. Why are people pelting newlyweds with rice? Well, anyway, I'm sure I'll look it up real quick here in a second. Um, it's not that they're necessarily, you know, grabbing packed fists, fistfuls or fists full of dry rice and, you know, pelting the newlyweds with it with all their might. No, it's sort of like, the, the people, you know, grab a handful of rice and toss it up in the air. So fucking rice. So, so you know, future gumbo, wasted future gumbo rains down on the newlyweds and they laugh and everything. And then they get into their fuck mobile with, for some reason, the, there's cans tied to the back of it. 
again, who, this is probably from like some medieval stuff. They probably had bells or something on like a carriage, uh, unless you were, you know, a commoner, in which case you probably got like an extra stick to throw into your lukewarm water for dinner. Anyway, so tradition is you throw rice, you, you pelt the newlyweds with rice, but then remember, this marriage happened under the eyes of the sky. And out of that sky swoop birds, which, by the way, are not descendants of dinosaurs. Birds are dinosaurs. They are literally dinosaurs. No cap, as the kids say, look it up. Birds are dinosaurs, and trees are not trees. In fact, some trees are a type of broccoli. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. Do not come at me. Do not question me. If you challenge me, you better not miss because I am the king of, of uh, you know, understanding life is fucking trippy and broccoli is trees and, and birds are dinosaurs. Anyway, birds swoop down from the sky, eat the rice because they're hungry little dinosaurs and that rice, they, you know, they go and fly off and over the next, however long it takes, that rice begins to cook and expand in their belly. And the bird, all of a sudden, sitting up on a power line, its gut explodes open. Their whole fucking stomach rips open, full body C-section baby. And before you know it, the newlywed fuckmobile with the shoes and cans tied to the back and the, uh, you know, yay, we're married written on the paint in, in fucking shaving cream from a can ruining the car's finish, by the way. That thing's a Rolls Royce. What are you thinking? You're out of your mind. It's a rental. They're driving their fuckmobile on the way to their fuck palace at the nearest Motel 6 or whatever. And splat, bird guts fall onto the uh, windshield. And if, they're, and if the fuckmobile is a convertible, and if the top is down, the guts rain down onto the newly wedded couple, into their hair into their rental tuxedos and or dresses and or whatever the fuck these whatever they can be whatever fucking gender because love is blind baby guts rain down on these people fuck it might even be multiple people are married they're gonna go bang out in a in a newly legally bound polycule but they're covered in guts and maybe they're into that maybe not generally, uh, I don't know. I can't speak in general generalizations. I'm sure someone's got a fetish for bird guts or maybe just explosion fetish. That has to be a thing. But is this true? Do birds really explode from eating rice? Well, I looked this up. Unlike the why the fuck is rice thrown at a wedding Actually, you know what? I'm going to look that up first real quick. I'm going to look this up and take another sip of tea. Just a second. Tea time is over yet again. Let's get back to it, yeah? All right. So I looked this up. Uh, MarthaStewart.com has a, a blog article about this written by Emily 
Platt. The title, How Throwing Rice Became a Tradition and What Other Countries and Eras Used to Used Instead. Well, there's a picture on this article. Often articles will have a picture attached to it for reasons. And I gotta say, this it, it's a it's a newlywed it's a newly wedded couple. They appear to be in their twenties, like late twenties, early thirties, and they look like the most you know twenty first century waspy couple I've ever seen. But they're being pelted with rice, but it's an action shot, so there's blur on some of the rice, so it looks like they're kind of getting bukkakeed. Like Mandingo was in attendance. Mandingo on the left, Peter North on the right, raining come all on the newlyweds. That's what it looks like. And this guy who's got a, that's a nice seersucker. I'd, I'd like to have a nice seersucker suit. Get involved in an Agatha Christie style murder mystery on the Nile. Let's read what this has to say. There's something special about getting others involved. <laughs> yes, there is. During the wedding ceremony, mm-hmm. Yep. We throw bouquets, ask our friends and family to be part of our wedding parties and eat and drink alongside loved ones to create memories that last a lifetime. Tossing rice is a wedding tradition that gets everyone involved. <laughs> Mixed with that bukkake picture, dude. Which may be why it's persisted throughout the centuries. Exit tosses date back to the ancient Romans, but how did the ritual start? How saving the top tier of your wedding cake became tradition. Oh, that's a different that's a link. Why they did whatever. In olden times, marriage meant expansion from building a family to increasing one assets. Ain't that the truth? Rice most likely chosen for its availability and low cost, symbolized both fertility and prosperity, and tossing it at couples implied best wishes and good luck for newborns, good harvests, and everything in between. Altern alternatives included wheat, the Roman tradition, and oats, but regardless, the message was clear. Seeds and crops are things that grow. Because you're a plant. It's true. Nowadays, the tradition takes many forms, from candy and sugared nuts in Italy. Fuck, I want to get married in Italy. I'm going to be like a hungry, hungry hippo. To figs and raisins in Morocco. Ooh, I want to get a second wife in Morocco. Right here in America. Things have also changed. With creative couples and a plethora of themed weddings, newlyweds now have the flexibility to offer guests something less messy, slippery, and hazardous. No bride wants to take a grain in the eye. Uh, yeah. Pom-poms, whatever. Paper airplanes. Cool. Cool. That's how you lose an eye. You're more likely to lose an eye to a paper fucking airplane than a stray sushi rice you know some basmati basmati i have a feeling a single grain of basmati jasmine is a lot less lethal than say a flying paper cut to your cornea so what's up with this thing about birds then exploding do they really explode 
when they eat the rice at a wedding because it didn't seem Martha Stewart was going to talk about it. They were covering up the the uh, the whatever the, the the thing, the news, the the facts. So I, I went to this other website called coleswildbird.com. Fact or fiction? Never feed rice to birds. So what's up? So this article also has another picture. It looks a lot less scintillating, scandalous than the Martha Stewart picture. But uh, here's what this article has to say. We've all heard the warning. Don't feed rice to birds or don't throw rice at weddings because birds will eat it. Fact is, rice cooked or uncooked, which pause real quick. When I was talking about this last night, Emily suggested, what if you fed them cooked rice? Would that make birds explode? And I thought, probably not. If they're exploding from dry rice, then surely the cooked rice, it's already expanded as far as it's going to get. So maybe they wouldn't, you know, gorge so much, the birds wouldn't gorge so much that they'd explode. But then I was thinking, Wait, you do realize I'm talking about rice tossing at weddings, right? Could you imagine pelting a newly wedded couple with, say, steamed sushi rice? Talk about a mess. Well, anyway, back to this article. The fact is, rice, cooked or uncooked, won't hurt wild birds at all. The rumor is that uncooked rice hits the bird's tummy and then swells, causing its stomach to explode. It's simply not true. It's not hot enough in a bird's stomach to actually cook the rice. So the rice doesn't swell or cause any sort of explosion. According to Snopes.com, the rumor was perpetuated in a 1996 Ann Landers column. I've heard that name in a minute, but no need to worry. Birds eating rice during my uh, birds eat rice during migration all the time, and they do just fine. While the rumor that eating rice kills birds isn't true, fact is it's been so popular that the rumor has pretty much killed the tradition of throwing rice at weddings. It may be for the best. Rice probably isn't the easiest thing for churches to have to clean. Many people have switched from throwing rice to throwing white millet at weddings. It's environmentally friendly for the birds and it's soft on the happy couple. Please send us your fact or fiction questions, blah, 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 blah. Many of our comments are about what you can can and can't feed birds. In general, it's not recommended to feed wild or domestic birds dairy on a regular basis. However, in small amounts, cheese, yogurt, and the occasional sip of milk is not considered harmful. Um... So there's actually comments for this. Let's let's check this out. Let's see what's up. Ah, uh, the latest comment is from February 15th, year 2019 at 5.06 a.m. What are you doing up at 5.06 a.m. reading, not just reading about, but commenting on an article about birds potentially exploding from consuming a delicious grain. Let's read what Maria comments here. Thank you 
for the terrific info. Great sight. Next comment. I love birds. <laughs> Posted March 11th, 2018 at 4.01 a.m. What are these people doing? I love birds says, hi. Oh, and by the way, this shit is printed in Comic Sans. Everything, everything here is printed on like a version of Comic Sans. So this is, this is a hell of a website. I love birds says, hi. I would like to know if it's okay for pigeons, doves, birds, can eat raw or uncooked white rice. I also wonder if there is nutritional value in the rice for birds at all, even a bit. I hope for an answer. Thank you. In advance. I love birds. Clearly does not love to read. That question's already been answered because you're commenting on the answer. Next comment. Sergei Rostov, March 3rd, 2018 at 8.49 p.m. That's more of a bird-centric comment time, I would say. This is more acceptable. The previous two, you need to get your shit together. You're not rising and grinding. Well, maybe you are. You're rising and grinding to a halt on a fucking article about birds eating rice and commenting on it before people are awake. You're up with the birds. Perhaps these people were going to bird watch and just so happened to have pockets full of rice, cooked in one, uncooked in the other. And perhaps they were thinking about giving rice to those birds. Perhaps they wanted those birds to explode. They weren't just bird watchers. They were bird explosion watchers. Anyway, Sergei Rostov says, Logic tells us that organic foods are better for us. Why? Because the pesticides we use today are based on the nerve gases developed during World War I, and washing non-organically grown will at best remove one-third of pesticide residues. So, when you eat non-organically grown crops, you are in effect literally eating something that is designed to kill you. <sighs> Next comment. Sergei Rostov says, oh God, dude, it was on the same day, but oh, oh, it was from uh, nine minutes prior. This comment was on uh, 8.38 p.m. Sergei, commenting at a normal bird time, bird, bird, you know, comment time about GMOs. Sergey continues, or, or started out. In fact, organisms referred to by the shorthand of GMOs are different than those produced by nature or ordinary breeding techniques. GMOs are created by forcing together genes which would otherwise not mix. For example, believe it or not, those of fish and corn. And yes, people are getting sick from GMOs. BT spliced crops have had their genes spliced with a naturally occurring bacillus, bacillus, which produces a pesticide which works by poking holes in the intestinal tract inside the insect 
uh, until the insect dies. Which insect? Bacillus. Bacillus. I thought that was a bacteria. In nature, this bacillus exists only on the outside of said crops, and the Bt toxin degrades after 24 hours of exposure to light and oxygen, thereby becoming harmless. Bt-spliced crops, however, produce the Bt toxin internally, and so it never has a chance to degrade. Degrade. So unless you could somehow crack open every cell of every Bt-spliced plant you wanted to eat and let it sit out for a day, you are ingesting the Bt toxin. Finally, a couple of small hints that Bt spliced crops might be bad for you is that wild mice will not eat them even if they have to leave a safe area in, uh, to find other food. And that experimental and that experimental animals will not eat them on their own and have to be forced to try to do so by threading a tube into their stomachs, down into their stomachs, S-A-R, Sergei A. Rostov. I'm, I'm curious, Sergei, what are these experimental animals? Are they experimental like these genetically modified crops? Are they genetically modified Tyson chickens that are grotesquely large? Grotesquely large. Man, just wait until Sergey finds out about uh, dihydromonoxide. It's fucking everywhere, man. Next comment. This one's from Mike. Posted March 16th, 2017 at 4.44 a.m. What are these people doing? Okay, so clearly these comments are going back in time. We started with the, with the most recent and we're working to the earliest. Mike says, what the fuck? GMO food making people sick. Uh-huh. Every fruit and vegetable we eat has been genetically modified. Genetic modification happens all the time by sheer random chance. Welcome to planet Earth. This kind of idiotic pseudoscience is everywhere, and if anything is making people sick, it's the stress caused by needless worry, anti-vaxxers, avoiders of modern medical science, and the like. Mike, I kind of like you, brother. Next, or earliest, Joe posted on February 29th, 2017 at 9.06 a.m. That's a normal time. Joe says, oh yeah, that applies to GMO rice or wheat rice or corn, etc. So clearly, these people co-opted this fucking article about do birds actually explode or not to talk about GMOs, which... Are these people thinking that what if what if a bird eats you know an organic non-GMO rice they won't explode but if they eat a GMO rice they will explode is that what they think this is do they think this is what what's 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 the what's the rice the arabita whatever the the Italian rice they use in risotto that rice do you think that's like you know, mixed in with plutonium or something? Come on. Oh, Joe commented earlier than that too. On on the same day, literally one minute earlier at 9.05 a.m., Joe says, ducks and geese eat rice 
all of the time. Just watch them in a field of recently harvested rice. The same goes for corn or wheat or barley or millet. Dude, the article talked about millet. Millet, okay. Also, also, mind you, all this shit is written in Comic Sans. Let's read the the next earliest one. This one's from someone named Doug, posted October six or October seventh, two thousand sixteen at nine forty a.m. Doug says the comment about oh my god some shit went down. The comment about not feeding bread is born of ignorance. The main benefit of GMO is that it allows the crop to self-protect from pests, fungus, etc. By doing this, the farmer uses much less pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides. So you can eat GMO crops which have been engineered to resist harm, or you can eat those crops which are covered in poisons to protect them. Some shit went down in this comment section. <gasps> D.H. Riley posted January 16th, 2018. Oh, that's a more recent one. Maybe it's a response. At 8.52 p.m., D.H. Riley says, Doug, you write that, quote, the main benefit of GMO is that it allows the crop to self-protect itself from pests, fungus, etc. By doing this, the farmer uses much less pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides, end quote. Not so fast. Have you not heard of Roundup-ready crops? The genetic change makes the plant immune from being killed by Roundup so farmers can spray even more herbicides. Now that's true as well. Maybe not all things are good. Maybe it's not a, so such a black and white. Maybe it's, this is a false dichotomy we're creating here. Maybe we just need to, you know, feed every feed and house everyone on the earth and abolish the concept of the concept of private property, countries, money. Maybe, maybe that's what we ought to do. Star Trek, baby. Next thing, BJ. BJ posted July 29th, 2016 at 2.28 a.m. Bro, BJ says, I'm no expert, but I can share my experience firsthand. We have been feeding birds, mainly pigeons, uncooked rice for years. It's the quality we eat ourselves. If it's mixed with other types of food, then the birds prefer to eat that first. I think they have a I think they find it a bit boring. Who wouldn't want a bit of variation? Birds are clever and have their own instincts. We have great love and respect for birds and trust them to let us know if they don't like something when they choose not to eat it. Generally speaking, same birds visit us every day, and we have seen them grow up and multiply. When it comes to rice, cooked or raw, I don't think there is any harm in feeding them. Finally, a comment relevant to the article. And it looks like there's a lot more comments. Uh, apparently, this is one hit of a blog, but I'm running out of time for this episode, so I'm going to cover the rest of this fucking GMO drama and, you know, add my own color to it. I'm going to Jackson Pollock this topic, but be much less of a raging abuser. 
But, uh, yeah. Jaime, brother. Bruh. Thank you for the question, for the suggestion. You've helped make this episode. You rock. And once again, for the rest of you, please feel free. If you feel so inclined, help me harvest content for the show. Topics, ideas, articles, videos, pictures, memes, whatever. Email those to me at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com or you can post them uh, or, or just ship post on my subreddit r slash thatthingwithjames. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at James J. Asher. And if you want it, if you want a bonus episode every week, and if you want to show your appreciation for the show, if it's something you like, if it's something that adds, I don't know, makes your day less shit, if only incrementally, and you want to show your appreciation, you can do so by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. In return, you will get peace of mind of helping an artist, and you'll also get a new bonus episode every week. There's like a bunch of them now. That's it. Uh, hope you stick around for, for the bonus to see what more GMO drama happens. I love you and I'll catch you next time. Bye.